Welcome to SMU Financial Literacy's podcast, Pony Finance 101, where we break down complicated money matters for you. My name is Elizabeth Guevara. I'm a senior and I work as a peer mentor for SMU Financial Literacy. Today we have Sergio Gonzalez from Sally May to talk with us about finding free money. 4.5 million Americans have student loans, which tallies up to almost $1.4 trillion of loans nationwide, according to the most recent Federal Reserve's Consumer Credit Report. So how do college students avoid a mountain of loans, especially at pricey schools like SMU? Well, free money or scholarships are your best friend in this situation. Today we'll be talking about how to use a scholarship database, how to create a winning essay, and what you do once you receive an outside scholarship. So can you tell me your name and some of your background? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Sergio Gonzalez. I am the Director Assistant Region Head for Sally May for the West Region. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of background on myself, I have been in higher education for about 28 years. Uh, 10 of those years, I was a financial aid director at a school here in Houston, Texas, where I live. And now 18 of those years with Sally May. And then for your audience who may not be familiar with Sally May, we are an education solutions company um, that helps provide financial literacy resources along with other tools to help with college readiness and success. So what I do is I work with universities, colleges, high schools, college readiness organizations to really help um, students to be able to achieve uh, college and then help them while they're in college and then soon after. So that's a little bit about my role and what I do. So can you start by in your years of experience in higher education and all that stuff, um, what have you seen as the importance of scholarships for lowering debt? Yeah, it's a good question. So I always tell students that scholarship is the best kind of financial aid that they can get because it's free money, right? Money that they don't have to pay back. And that's the kind of aid that you want because the more free money that you have, the less borrowing that you have to do. So there is a correlation that if they're able to spend some time really researching and looking for scholarships, it'll really help to minimize how much debt they're getting into loans. And so, I mean, y'all at Sally May, you have Scholarly, and then, but there's a lot of other scholarship databases. But can you just start with mm -hmm. how would a student util utilize a scholarship database? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we do have um, Sally May. Actually, over the summer, we purchased um, Scali, and we're calling it Scali by Sally. Um, and it's a scholarship app to help students to be able to find scholarships all in one location, right? And there's a few others. Um, I would say College Board Big Future is a big one. Um, not as large as Scali, but it's a good resource and a reputable company. And then another one that you probably heard of is FastWeb. Um, the other thing with FastWeb is that I always tell students that it's a great resource, but with that one, I always tell them to create a separate email account for FastWeb because they do sell their information to third parties and they get, start getting solicited from third parties and it becomes too cumbersome. So it's always best to kind of separate that one out specifically. Um, but in reference to databases, yeah, so it's basically a database um, we call them scholarship search engines, right? 
where they are able to find scholarships all in one location. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to create a profile for themselves where they tell us their likes, their interests, their accomplishments. Um, and the more detailed their profile is, the better the matches are going to be. Um, and that's how scholarship search engine works, is that you're able to get all these scholarships all in one place and make it easier to be able to find scholarships all in one location. So how often do you think that students should go on these databases and start searching for scholarships? Uh, as much as they can, yeah. Um, I would spend quite some time really researching and looking at it and really focusing on that profile, right? And as your profile changes, because maybe when you first started college, you're thinking, well, I want to be a law student, right? And then your first year, you realize, yeah, no, pre-law is not for me. I want to go and do business, right? So go back into your profile and update it um, based on your majors, based on your interests, based on anything that makes you unique. You want to make sure that you're putting it in there so that, again, the matches um, are really good when you're applying for scholarships. But um, in amount of time, I would say two to three hours um, as they can, but really hunker down and create a really good profile so that um, it starts matching you up to some really good scholarships. So would you say that creating a profile that's really core to who you are is like the best way to find a scholarship that's suited to them? Or what are some other ways maybe that? Yeah, especially that? if you're using the scholarship search engines, that's the best way, right? Because the more detailed you are and come back to it and update it, right? So if now you belong to maybe you are part of Big Brothers and Big Sisters organization, and that's something new that you want to add on to your profile so that they can see that, then maybe that can get you access to other scholarships that you didn't have access to, right? So again, any changes or any updates um, that come up, you just want to make sure that you're updating your profile consistently um, so that you can get matched to some really good scholarships. Mm -hmm. So once a student finds that scholarship that they want to apply to, um, what would you say they should keep in mind when writing that essay for that scholarship? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, and I know, so students kind of shy away from essays because they're like, oh, I've already done so many for school. Now I've got to do something for a scholarship. But I'll tell you that a lot of students don't take advantage of those essay scholarships um, because of that very reason. They're like, oh, I don't want to write another essay. But the good thing is that once you do write an essay, you can repurpose it, right, and kind of fit it into a different scholarship that require an essay and maybe just finesse it a little bit um, but a lot of the work has already been done. Um, what tips that I would give um, for really a winning essay is really understanding that provider's overall mission and purpose, right? What are they asking of you? And what is the purpose and mission um, for that specific provider that's doing the scholarship, right? And you want to make sure that you're writing about something that's important to you and that you know, right? You want to make it personal. Um, and you want to stand out, right? And then, you know, it's usually like in the question format, the essay. So you want to make sure that you're actually answering the question that's being asked. Too much fluff can be just that, too much fluff, right? Um, and then what I also wouldn't do as well is don't just recount, right? You want to make sure that you're reflecting. Mm -hmm. Now, I know apart from an essay, a lot of scholarships 
ask for a resume or at least, you know, a list of some accomplishments. So Mm -hmm. why do scholarships do this? Like, what are they looking for when they ask for a resume? Right. So remember that you're competing with students at other states and other cities across the country. Right. So they want to see what is unique to you. How do you stand out? Right. So that's what I always tell students, too, is that you want to get involved in things. You want to get involved in either community organizations, leadership activities and campuses, you know, anything that can really separate you from others. That's very helpful, too. Right. Other things as well is that maybe you're a first generation student, that you're the first to go to college in your family. That stands out, too. And that really differentiates you from another person. Right. But there's different factors. Right. You could be a minority. Maybe you're involved in a religious organization. Whatever the case may be, you just want to make sure that you're standing out and that you look different than the person next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Based on the accomplishments and what's on your resume as well. Um, So how about, you know, when formatting a resume that can be difficult. I know it was difficult for me. When I was first going into college, I didn't know how to format a resume or I didn't know. I just listed every single thing that I did in high school. Um, yeah. So is there any sort of place or any sort of resources that you would suggest for students to go to for that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, there's some stuff online. Um, I would just make sure that it's a reputable company um, that's offering the service and that it's free because you really shouldn't be paying somebody to kind of put your resume together. But there are some other examples that are out there that you can kind of follow the same format. Um, But there's not one specific site that comes to mind that I would say go here to kind of put a resume together. I would say, too, though, um, your career services offices usually have really good resources. So I would definitely go visit that office on campus um, because they can help with resume writing as well. Mm -hmm. So about, you know, we kind of you kind of talked about not having to pay for someone to um, create your resume. So sort of Mm -hmm. on that, how would how would students avoid scholarship scams? Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, usually um, these scams start kind of with like a social media post um, that they send to you or an email or maybe like a letter in the mail. And it looks like a personalized invitation saying that you've been selected for a particular scholarship or financial aid package. I guess my thing would be um, never pay to apply for any scholarships, right? It kind of defeats the purpose because it's free money that you're trying to um, get awarded. So why are you paying someone to find you free money, right? And a company promises you a scholarship or a grant in exchange for a processing cost or a redemption fee, or maybe upfront payment, then I would just walk away. Um, there's usually shouldn't be, I'll give you this for that. Um, because again, with the scholarship search engines that you have, like Scholarly and College Board and FastWeb that I mentioned, those are all free and those are all reputable companies that provide those kind of resources. So again, I would say if it sounds too good to be true, then just be cautious and do your due diligence, right? Check to see it's a legitimate website that they've been around for a long time. Are they part of the Better Business Bureau? Those are always kind of good indicators to see if they're a legitimate company. But again, if they're offering you something in exchange for something else, then that can be a scam. And all what they're really trying to do is 
to be able to get your personal information and maybe steal your identity. So just I would be careful with that. So a lot of the scholarships on, you know, the scholarship databases are outside scholarships. They're not rewarded by the school. So could right. you tell me a little bit about the process of informing mm-hmm. like your own financial aid that you have won this outside scholarship? Yeah. So the great thing about scholarships is that you can find them in different areas, right? Um, I think students have the misconception that scholarships are only available for the high school student trying to get into college. Um, but every year that you're in college, I always recommend that you keep looking for scholarships um, every semester uh, and every year that you're in college, right? But in reference to if you get a scholarship from outside of the university, then you can apply to as many scholarships, whether inside the university or outside. And if you're to get one outside of the university um, and you've been awarded one, then simply contact your financial aid office and let them know that, hey, listen, I received a scholarship from X company or X organization uh, for the amount of this much. Where should they send the money to? Because normally um, outside scholarships will send that money directly to the university so that they can put it onto your account so that it can minimize some of the balance that you have on your account. Right. Some other organizations may send it directly to you. Um, and that if that is the case, um, then you may want to let financial aid know as well that, hey, I received a scholarship and they send it directly to me because usually scholarships um, go against what you get in financial aid. So really, this is the approach that financial aid takes when they're awarding financial aid to you. They always try to give you the free money first, scholarships and grants, um, and exhaust all that first, right? So they want to fit all that in so that they minimize the amount of loans that you have to borrow. So the more scholarships you have, the less borrowing you have to do. So that's why it's always important to let financial aid know if you got a scholarship, where they should send the money to, um, and um, and how they're going to credit your account is what I would say. Awesome. Well, we are very lucky, and we're going to have you come talk with us next week. Can you give us a little preview about what you'll be talking to us about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We're going to do this on November the 15th. I believe it's at 4 o'clock at SMU. Um, Yeah, we're going to go over scholarships and how to find free money for college. Um, We're going to go over how you can use scholarships to help you pay for school. We'll go over a variety of the different scholarship resources that are available. Um, Also, kind of the ease and importance of scholarship search engines, like we talked about Scholarly. Um, I'm going to preview that as well so that you can kind of see how it works. Um, And then I'll give you some tips about writing some winning scholarship essays and then finish off with some tools and resources that can help you uh, navigate and find some free money for college. So we're excited um, to see everybody next week. And um, so, yeah, so those are a little bit of topics that we're going to talk about. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, thank you for the invitation. This was fun. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. As always, SMU Financial Literacy is here to help you. Email us at financialliteracy at smu.edu with any questions and follow our Instagram at SMU Financial Literacy. Pony up. This podcast is a resource for students in regard to personal financial management, including budgeting and saving techniques, incurring and managing debt, and in general dealing with their personal resources. 
The presenter of this podcast and those leading the interviews are not certified financial planners, licensed as financial advisors, or experts in the field of financial aid. However, guests interviewed may include professors, financial advisors, or others with expertise in the area which are covered by the podcast. Each individual that listens to this podcast should consider that the information presented is not financial or investment advice, is general in nature, and is not specific to the facts of any individual.